0: All right, everybody. Welcome to Who's Your Band. I am Jeffrey Paul. I'm joined by Sean Morton. How are you, Sean? Jeffrey, I'm fantastic. I'm
1: freezing my fucking nuts off down here. Let's make this quick. Okay. No fucking heat in my basement.
0: <laughs> you know, they have these things that you can get like called like a space heater.
1: I have a I have a wood-burning stove, but this is how moronic I am. I buy this fucking house, and then I'm like, oh, maybe I'll have a fireplace. No, no fireplace. I'm like, oh, shit, that sucks. Then I have a wood-burning stove in my basement. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to put that on because that's like fucking fire in my house. That's how retarded I am. Like, I'm, I'm stupid. I should be putting this thing on and heating my basement so I'm not freezing down here doing this shit with you. But every goddamn time, I got to walk upstairs with frozen feet
0: yeah you are a pretty stupid guy i'm not gonna Unless argue with you on never that i'm gonna argue with that but you're gonna like this segue sean because we have a hot guest with us today all right oh, I really um because this guy was a comedy producer mm-hmm. he's a director okay and yeah. he'll tell us what kind of movies he directs and he's a <gasps> magister in the church of satan we welcome to the show david harris how are you david Hello folks, how are you today? Thanks so
1: much for having me here. I hey, love Dave. I wanted you on for a long time because we go back a long ways, man. We haven't we haven't seen you in forever. But I think the last time we saw each other was the LOA show. Yeah, we had dinner outside. It was freezing that night too. Yes, yes, it was. God damn it. That was a good night
0: though. Hey Dave. Yes. Quick, quick question. This Now I, I don't know much about this, but you're you're I, I looked you up and you're you're a really interesting guy. I have a ton of stuff I got to ask you, okay? <laughs> I don't so know I, how to take that. So, so I don't even want to do this, this little, like, banter before. I want to just get into this interview, what you do. Okay. So, let's get right into this, man. What is a magister in the Church of Satan? Um. Well, I suppose we should start
2: with what is Satanism. <clears throat> Uh, Satanism was founded in 1966 by Anton Zandor Lavey. Um, prior to 1966, there was no codified religion known as Satanism. Prior to 1966, the word was just a pejorative that was thrown about by Christians to discuss anything that they didn't like. You know, including you know Jews, Muslims, Wiccans, other Christian denominations. Everything that they didn't like was satanic, or they were Satanists. There was never a religion called Satanism until Anton LaVey created, created the Church of Satan in 1966. I am a magister in that church. Uh, that is a fourth-degree Satanist. There are five degrees. Um, to put it in the equivalency of something the audience might understand, it's, I suppose, the Catholic equivalent of a cardinal.
1: Shit. So, David, were you— Our fucking friend's of cardinal. Were you, a, were you a Catholic before this? I was, actually. Uh, I was
2: baptized Catholic by my parents, and uh, yeah, none of that stuck.
0: <laughs> so what made, what made you switch over to this? Or, or did, did you, did, were you trying to find something and you, you kind of fell into this? Or was this something you always kind of like drawn to? Like, how, how did you go from being baptized, grow up in a Catholic household, and then fall into the Church of Satan?
2: Well, I... Um... From a from pretty much the time that I reached the age of reason, as George Carlin liked to put it, um, I've been an atheist. Uh, there, there
0: now, I think, no- I think I think most uh, people who are part of this church they are atheists, correct? All people who are part okay. of this church are atheists.
2: The Church of Satan is an atheist religion. We do not believe in an anthropomorphic deity called Satan. That's Christian mythology. We take so the entire Christian mythos just, and throw it away.
0: But just to be clear, you don't believe that there's a guy you know, with a pitchfork and hoofs for hands and a tail and he's poking people. You don't believe in that. That, that guy doesn't exist.
2: Correct. There is no heaven where God reigns supreme. There is no hell where sinners roast. This life is the only life that there is. So you should enjoy it while you're here, because once you're dead, you're dead.
0: That sounds very, very almost like stoic. You know, the life you have is a short amount of time that way here, and enjoy the life that that we have. So why is it then called the Church of Satan, or is it, or is Satan a misunderstood term?
1: Well, the.
2: The term Satan is another word that Christians hijacked from the Jews. Its original translation means the adversary, one that stands in opposition. There is no character of Satan in the Old Testament. It refers to several different characters who are adversaries of various other characters within the book. And that is what we are. We are the adversary. We stand in opposition to any and all spirituality, because spirituality
0: is bullshit. So you don't worship the devil, right? I worship myself. What does that it, mean? It, that means that
2: I am my own god. I have the ability more so than anyone else in this world to affect change, whether it be positive or negative, in my life. There is no higher being in my life than me, because without me, I have no life.
0: Okay. How do how do how do you, how do you... What do you subscribe to in in how the world was created, how people are created? Because there are some people who believe in evolution, Darwinism, and then there there are the spiritual people that it was God and Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden. Do you believe in any of those theories?
2: I certainly subscribe to the theory of evolution because there is a great deal of science to back it up. There's no science to back up the garden of Eden. That's just as just a complete made up story.
1: I, I I gotta tell you, man, Hmm. I, I think I came from a lot of the same roots that you did because like I was born and raised a Roman Catholic, you know, I went to 17 years of freaking Catholic school, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But the, the older I get, the more not that I'm I'm going to say that I am on the side of yours, but like I, I always hear people say, oh, my God, I'm praying for you. So then when I say, no, if I'm having surgery, don't pray for me. I just hope that my doctor is fucking good because <laughs> I don't I don't think the prayer thing is like this ch- world changing thing. I just, I just don't believe that. I'm more of a matter-of-fact kind of person. Mm-hmm. So I, sent, I tend to believe, like, look, don't pray for me that I'm going to be okay. You know what? Maybe just maybe kind of hope that my doctor didn't go on a bender the night before. You know, right. maybe he doesn't have a fucking twitchy hand that day.
0: Yeah, I'm getting everything that... Yeah. Now the, thing that, now, the thing that most people don't
2: understand about that very principle is that all of that energy, whether you're talking about prayer or, you know, send positive vibes or you know, what, whatever kind of window dressing you want to put on that, it all comes from within you, and there are satanists who believe that that kind of energy putting it out into the world can affect some kind of real world change it just has nothing to do with a god in the sky it has nothing to do with a devil in hell it has nothing to do with any of the thousands of deities that man has conjured up in his wild little brain since the since man has existed it comes from within you as a human being you Generate those feelings of positivity, and you put them out. And if it does nothing other than make the person that you're talking to feel better, then it's done its job. Is there, do you
1: believe there in energy? Book? Do you believe in energies? What do you mean, um, energies,
2: Sean? Do um, mean I do, energy? in a sense, because I because that when you get into the principles of of ceremonial magic, um, that is the cornerstone of that is that releasing <laughs> of that energy to purge yourself of those emotions. and again if it does nothing more than make you feel better then it's done its job um if it does more than that then it's gravy um can we sit here and attest that it's done more than that done more than that individuals would say yes other individuals would say no it's a very subjective experience
0: is there a book like kind of like a like a Bible or a giglemash, there is, is. There, there is. It's what, called what,
2: the Satanic. It's called the Satanic Bible. It was written by Anton LaVey. Uh, it was published in 1969. It's still available to this day as a HarperCollins Collins paperback. Um, you can pick it up in any local bookstore or on Amazon.
0: Are there rituals or ceremonies? You, you know, kind of like yes, you mentioned are. baptism. So, so um, walk us through a couple uh, of those. So,
2: the Satanic Bible outlines three basic rituals that pretty much encompass. The whole spectrum of of human emotion, which really can be boiled down into one of three scenarios, and they are rituals for lust, compassion, and destruction, Um, all of which are fairly self-explanatory. Obviously, if you're lusting after somebody and you're hemmed up by those feelings of wanting to get with that person, you can hold a ceremony and and release that
0: sexual energy. hold Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're going real quick. And you're saying a lot of interesting shit here. Okay. Yeah, and Jeff's so, not
1: that smart. Just understand this. No, he's he's really no,
0: trying no, to no, no. So so I, I just want to make sure I'm I'm this clearly. So if 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 there's someone who I want to get with, you know, sexually, there's a ceremony that I that, that could be performed that would help me attract this person.
1: Yes. First thing you do is drive to Fire Island.
0: Ah, he's such a fucking hack. Dave, please continue. <laughs>
2: Yeah, okay, so if you are, if you are if you're hampered up if you're hampered by these feelings and you're feeling you can't approach this girl because you just can't if something is blocking you you can you can hold a ceremony for yourself in the privacy of your own ritual chamber and release yourself of those feelings and feel unencumbered by those feelings and walk up to that girl with confidence and talk to her maybe who am it, I it, maybe to? maybe maybe it works maybe it doesn't but who am I praying to? when we when we step into the ritual chamber, we believe in we we refer to it as what is called an intellectual decompression. You're stepping into a theater, you're playing a part, you're engaging in a role and through that role you are releasing yourself of whatever it is that's burdening you. Well, that's the that best be... way to answer that question okay, so, of, and,
1: and so put it this so kind of like in the Roman Catholic world, maybe like a confession. That is one that, since that is
2: a a Roman Catholic ceremony, that could absolutely be an equivalency. That that is one of their, their, you know, drab, boring ceremonies. Um,
0: (laughs) What's another uh, ceremony or ritual that that you you said there were three? um, Yeah, there's, there's rituals. And again, these are just the very basic ceremonies.
2: Of course, we always encourage folks to dress them up, make them your own, because again, all of that stuff comes from within you. Um I was I published an article in Penthouse once talking specifically about sex, magic and magic in general. And really, anything can be a magical item. If that catchers, if that baseball mitt that you use to catch the the pop fly that won the big game in the third grade is something special to you it has meaning to you, then that is a magical item to you. You can use it as such. It's imbued with, an energy that goes beyond the fact that it's just your glove. It has special sacred meaning to your life. That's what people who engage in. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, people that, you know, people that preach from a Christian pulpit, you know, tell folks like that, the big, the big evangelist types who want to, convince you that their flavor of whatever it is they're selling is the only one that works they all work if you're if you're conducive to that particular imagery, that particular aesthetic. I have chosen Satanism because it's an aesthetic and a philosophy that appeals to me
1: How were you introduced to it? Um, I just Strictly
2: out of curiosity, one day picked up the Satanic Bible. I believe I was nineteen. I read it.
0: Where'd um, you see it? Wait, where'd you see a Satanic Bible laying around? In a Bookstore. Okay, oh, because you went to a bookstore and yeah, uh, yeah. No, uh, I, I
2: I, I, read. I, I read. I, I, I am. I'm quite literate.
0: Oh, fucking um, chunky um, cheese, Jeff. Of, of yeah, no, no, no. It, it, it's like, listen, I, I've never seen a Satanic Bible. I have. I've seen laid, that. Laid I've around. seen the Quran laying around? around. Of course. I'm like, so I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of curious. I mean. I find this whole thing really super
1: fascinating. I, um, I do too, and this is the reason why I wanted uh, Dave on here is because you know there's so many things that that get a bad reputation and that get a misinformed uh, interpretation. Well, so that's that, that, why I to
0: come on here. That me. was my follow up question here. Are there are there some common misconceptions about the Church of Satan? It sounds like there's a lot of them.
2: Um, there are quite a bit, of course. The one that uh, we already touched on, the, the major one, and that's that you know. Satanists worship the devil. Of course, we've covered that. They, Satanists do not. We are atheists. Um, another common misconception, particularly lately, is that uh, Satanists en masse like to engage in political activism, um, and nothing could be further from the truth. Um, Satanists are encouraged to engage in their own individual politics. However, they're not. There is you cannot speak for all Satanists with regards to politics because you can't get two Satanists to agree on what politics should be. Satanism is an individual, Satanism is an an individualistic religion. And as such, each individual Satanist has their own personal politics. So when you see groups who are, you know, event, evangelizing, is that the word? Um, Yeah, yeah. when you're preaching. Quote, quote unquote, you know, on behalf of, say, some leftist political ideology, which, you know, some Satanists may or may not agree with, um, but they claim to be doing so in the name of all Satanists, that is just patently false. Groups like that don't represent Satanism, and that's a common misconception that goes around now.
0: Do you celebrate any holidays?
2: Uh, the highest holiday one can celebrate in Satanism is one's own birthday, and I like to celebrate my birthday, um, make it a very debaucherous time because you're celebrating the birth of your god, um, which is you. Uh, yes, exactly.
1: Um, I believe uh, your birthday is close to mine, isn't it?
2: We're yeah, I believe we're both August birthdays. Yeah? Yes. When's your yes, birthday?
1: The ninth. On the thirteenth. So listen, Jeff, ah. you're you're in a fucking presence of, of double greatness here.
0: Exactly. So, what, what do you do to celebrate your birthday? Um, I get a feeling it's yeah. not just a cake. Um, get
2: together with friends, you know, have a have a, just a wild party. You know, there's you know, usually some kind of alcohol involved, <laughs> all kinds um, of debauchery.
0: Christmas, you know, is just December twenty fifth for you, right? I love Christmas.
2: Christmas to me is one of the most satanic holidays there is because it celebrates, you know, gift giving and, and gluttony and capitalism. And these are a few of my favorite things. (laughs) Are there a lot of members of the church
0: of Satan?
2: Uh, Membership in the church of Satan has grown consistently since it was created in 1966. Of course, we do not divulge our membership roles uh, because a it's nobody's business. Um, and B, uh, You don't really want to hand out that kind of information because if we're seen as too small, we're not seen or we're not taken seriously. If we're seen as too large, we're taken as a threat. So, no one but the absolute tippy tippy top people who run the church have that information. And it's like, I'm and
0: I'm not one of them. (laughs) Is is there um, a a place to go? Like, like you know, like a church, a temple? Is there an actual physical building for this?
2: No, there okay. is not. Again, Satanism is a very individualistic religion. Satan, most people, if they do choose to ritualize,
0: do so in their own homes. Okay. And uh, now, the other side of who you are, and there's a lot of sides of David Harris, man. Um, not you, you not also... as many as there used to be. I'm down 50 pounds. <laughs> you, 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 you look good. I mean, you're, you're, you're You look good. good. You have the, like, the long
2: hair flowing.
0: Yeah, I got long that. hair. Looks, yeah, looks yeah, like... the,
2: yeah, the pandemic made me go feral.
0: Yeah, it looks like. <laughs> Looks like he was in uh, deep purple at one time. I can't tell. Um Gosh. You're you all you're also a director. Tell our audience what kind yes. of movie you direct.
2: Um I am an adult filmmaker, um, small independent studio called Dave's custom media. You can find uh, the bulk of my material on uh, clips, for sale, uh, clips for sale, clips for sale.com. Um, actually, if you go to my Instagram, uh all spelled out. Uh, there's a link tree uh, link in my Instagram bio that goes to my two clip stores. Um, and I believe I've also set up a form for custom requests there and,
0: uh, and a link to my eBay store. I think, <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, I'm, an, I'm an adult film maker. How does anyone make money in the porn industry these days? You I haven't know, figured that out. <laughs> Stand if I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have
2: no freaking idea. Um, it's it's difficult. It, the, the business has very particularly as you really do have to, if you want to make money in the adult industry in 2023, you have to be willing to get in front of the camera yourself. <laughs> small independent studios like mine are drying up. I actually haven't released a movie in almost three years Um, because between just, uh, I've got stuff in the can, I'm going to put it out eventually, but it's just, it's I know I'm not going to get anything back for it because I haven't I, no one wants to see this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I look great with my clothes on. Um, But no one wants to see this. Um, And even though I'm in a couple of videos, for the most part, I like to stay behind the camera. And there's not much of a market anymore for people who like to stay behind the camera because porn through sites like OnlyFans has become a direct to model slash consumer market. You you don't have to buy a video. You don't have to subscribe to a website for $24.95 a month anymore. You can go. you, You like a girl, you go right to her specific OnlyFans and you get just her shit. For whatever she charges a month, and you're supporting the girl you really like. Um, it's great for the models. I think it's it's really handed the industry
1: back to the performers. It sucks for me.
0: Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, it, it does. Um, okay, so you, you have like, I mean, there's a million different porn sites. So let's just let's pick out one like Pornhub. Okay, so there's, and there's a million different type of fetishes and models and different things you can be into, right? Um, do they do, do the performers on those videos? Do they get a, a, a residual? Do they get any type of payment for you know if people click the, like those those uh, those clips? The Pornhub's ad rev share pays a
2: pittance. <laughs> it's so not worth it. <laughs> Um, only the top, top, top tier people are making money off of that rev share. And since Pornhub lost its credit card processing, it's damn near impossible for anybody other than the most well-known studios and models to make any kind of money on Pornhub.
0: And how do they make their money? Because it, it, it seems like it's share, Rev share. What? Rev share. Web share. Rev Reven- share. Reven- Reven- share. Re- revenue share. share.
2: Advertising revenue share.
0: Gotcha. Okay, and when was when was the first time you saw porn yourself?
2: I don't know. Uh, I probably swiped the penthouse out of my father's work van uh, when I was like <laughs> eleven
1: or twelve. Oh, I went way way earlier. I was like seven.
0: Because I'm curious how how you got went from from again where did you grow up, Dave? I grew up in Long Island. Okay, from Long Island to you know being a Catholic kid in Long Island to eventually becoming part of the Church of Satan. To becoming uh, uh, a director of of porn, and, and Sean uh, told me it was you had a specific genre which was S&M porn, right?
2: Yeah, we started out doing fetish porn, uh, mostly spanking, foot fetish, um, mostly because um, when you're a startup, um, filming full man woman um, sex scenes is expensive. <laughs> um, Models get paid very well. Um, fetish models get paid considerably less because there's they're not there's nothing penetrative going on for the most part. So it's a, it's a good place for someone who's starting out in the business who doesn't have a lot of money, um, but still wants to pay a model their rate. Start shooting fetish porn, and we started shooting spanking porn because my wife was my primary model. She has a spanking fetish; and she enjoyed doing it. Um, and from there, we got into foot fetish. She was a smoker, so just doing smoking fetish videos, you know, was a no-brainer until she quit. Um, and from there, you know, you know, you, 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 you a little bit of money, you know, you sell some clips, rinse, repeat, makes, shoot some more, and you, it's, it's like any other business. You just build it from the ground up.
1: Like you don't have any problem like seeing some of your friends like on on video and stuff like that like like people that you know and you're close with, no, no, why would I? I couldn't look. Look, I could. You guys are posting it all over the place, and like and 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 your wife's. Like, I'm like, I can't fucking do it. I can't look. I just. But then can't the choice do you
0: it. don't have to look. I didn't. You know, but, but but that's the whole,
1: it's just a weird thing for me. I don't know. Like I'm watching my friends. Fuck. I don't know.
0: They call me crazy. I think it's fun. That's the thing about fetishes, man. You don't find fetishes. Fetishes find you. You're not, we're not in control in what really turns us on. You know, we just know that, you know, you'll look at something and you're like, that's hot or that, that, that disgusts me, but we're not in control of really like what really turns us on. We could be in denial sometimes. But we're not always, you know... We, oh, we, I think we, Jeff's coming out. This is what this sounds like. Okay, continue. Yeah. So let me ask you, Dave, has, uh, Has doing this affected your relationship with any family and friends to piggyback on what Sean just said?
1: Good question.
2: No, not really. I mean, I'm I'm quite certain that everyone knows. I'm not, I don't hide anything. I mean, at this point... <laughs> What what else would shock them? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, true, honestly, right? I, I'm I'm wired differently. I always have been.
0: Um, but that's what makes you interesting.
2: What makes me interesting? That's yeah, what people that's, tell me. That's what people tell me anyway.
0: And you're, you're you're a married guy, and your wife is completely on board with this. You guys went into this as a joint venture, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah. We uh, it, it was her idea actually, because it was I was something that I'd always voiced a desire to do, and she's like, "Why don't you do it?" And I didn't have a good answer. So we started um, and it's been a blast. I, I love doing it. I probably will at some point release another movie. Um, it I have no illusions that I'm ever gonna make real money at this. Um, so I'm just gonna make stuff that I wanna make. And if people wanna watch it, cool. If not, I made it for me.
0: How much I'm does a point actress just get? Made?
1: Amazing! I just fucking love it.
0: Yeah. How, um, much, the point, how much would a point actress uh, make? Are you they, have, like, you'd like, have to ask a, them. A, a typical one. Like if, if every,
2: every every girl's rate is different, and it's it's kind of it, it would kind of be bad form for me to publicly discuss generalized rates outside of uh, outside of what goes on here. But if a girl wants to disclose her rates, that's uh, that's her business.
0: And women d- get paid more than men. Oh, of course. Okay. Um, that that much that should be obvious. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I mean, you ha- you have a couple of guys who like. I mean, guys like who I know, like yeah, I've heard of Ron, Jeremy, Evan Stone. I think is a is kind of like a big one. So they kind of like. What's
2: interesting to me is that most of the guys I know
0: who are
2: porn aficionados tend to be more into the dudes, not from a sexual standpoint, but. Oh yeah, like 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 he's like you're a fan of us. It's like he's your favorite sports guy. Like he's like, your favorite player on your team. Like oh yeah, dude, I watched him do this fucking video, and he did like a dang bang with these fucking three chick. And it's weird to me that dudes root for other dudes in porn, but I've I guess never I rooted mean,
1: for the fucking dude in porn. <laughs> but
2: it's, I've, it's, I've seen dudes do that, and it's a weird phenomenon. I mean, whatever whatever you're into man it's, it's cool by me but it's it it strikes me as odd no put, those, put
1: li- those
0: beautiful tits away let me see that cock again
1: yeah, no that's never yeah, but, come out
0: of my mouth ever. but could it be that they're living vicariously through these, these sure. I, I, I would probably chalk that
2: up to chalk that kind of thing up to yeah guys just living vicariously through i know they, they they fixate on a particular actor and they like they they, they know that dude's movies
0: are there any rules on on the set of a of a porno like do's and don'ts?
2: Um don't do anything that the models haven't consented to. Um that's a big one. Um that's, that's called the imp- Louis CK rule. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Um yeah, no, consent is is key on a porn set, you know, everyone needs to agree to everything ahead of time. Everything needs to be spelled out when you're negotiating the scene like it like you would any other contract. Like if you're negotiating a show and you know stuff goes in your writer, you know, i i you know, I I do this, this and this, this and you know this thing is off limits. I don't do this, you know, bah, 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 and you adhere to it, to the letter, um, because consent is important and you it's something that needs to be followed. Um, safety on a set, making your models feel safe is paramount. Um, So anything that happens that makes somebody feel unsafe uh, needs to be done away with right
0: away. Is it it business-like or is it, you know, just like like very matter-of-fact, like you go in there, you do your job, you leave? Or is it it kind of like sexy, too? I don't like, you know, actually, no, I do like to
2: dispel the rumors of it just being like a sleazy fucking... that because it should because I I know when I run a set, it's a professional set. You know, everything is it's very business like everyone is there to do a job. Everyone knows each other, everyone's conversed, everyone's friendly, everyone's enthusiastic about doing the work. But at the end of the day, it's you you are engaging in a business activity and it should be treated as such. It is a workplace. Um so the fan home romanticism of the well it's sleazy and dark and the room's not lit and she maybe she's not totally into it needs to go away because any any set that is like that is a dangerous place and right, needs the, to be and and wrong and needs to not exist
0: um hmm. anything weird awkward ever happened while you were on set um I put out a couple
2: of blooper videos. Um, You can find them on my Twitter, uh, Dave's Custom XXX. Just scroll through the timeline. Um, Just paddling and just paddle, smacks the camera, knocks it off kilter. Um, We've broken paddles over
0: girls' butts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bloopers, yeah, bloopers are fun. Did you ever see the movie uh, 8mm? Yes, I've seen 8mm. Okay. And uh, I, I forgot who the uh, what was what was what was the uh, the the, the uh, porn director's name. Do you remember? Okay. Uh, it, 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 it's the same great... guy who plays the weird ghost that hangs out on the train in the movie Ghost. Yeah, and he's old. No, it's not. It's not. It's the same guy from Fargo, who is also the guy oh, from Ghost. Velvet. Velvet. Yeah. You know. Vel- yes. Yes. Velvet that was that was his name and you know Joaquin Phoenix is in it John and and Nicolas Cage and that, you know that's the way I've always kind of thought how porn were kind of shot it seemed like that that scene you know that movie really took you into that world you know,
2: this scene where people got killed
0: that's that's what you think <laughs> porn is like well i think like again like I, when we talked about uh fetish porn and I do think that, you know, that there is like a, of course, like what the movie was was showing was that there is like this elitist group of people and that have like this really crazy fetish. And if you pay enough, you can make anything happen on film. And that's, you, that was plausible to you? Yes.
1: Jeff's not a smart person, Dave. I just want you to understand that. Why? It, <laughs> that, that
0: That seems completely plausible.
1: I don't think so. You really. I think there's people who will do anything for the right amount of money. I don't think that's, that's what the that's movie, that's what the movie was saying say that, but I don't think it's like, there's some secret society that says, Hey, I want to find a fucking Indian grandma amputee with alopecia. You know what I mean? Like make it happen. <laughs> that, that doesn't
0: exist. If, if that was like your turn on. Okay. And there was, there was a guy like this, I think his name was Victor velvet who existed, you know, mm-hmm. and you paid him like 25,000 or whatever you, you you pay him. That, that you can watch something, that, that that gets you off. I think there's someone who could make something like that happen. I'm cheap. There, I mean, there are there are custom studios who who
2: I mean, I'm a custom st- studio. You can pay me thousands of dollars, and I'll shoot anything you want as long as it's legal. Um, that's the caveat. See, it's, it's legal. There are. If I will say this on the off chance that anything like that exists i am not aware of it
0: okay fair enough yeah um what's the biggest misconception that people would have about the porno industry i think we just discussed it (laughs) (laughs) is there anything else that we kind of like left out here um in, I mean, in 2023, the, the
2: industry continues to change. It's still very much under assault by do-gooder Christians who really just want to eliminate porn under the guise of protecting children. And we know that's all a bunch of horse shit um, because we all know Christians are the biggest groomers and pedophiles out there. So there's they're not really trying to protect children at all. Um, this is really all just to end the adult film industry. Um, in 2023, the industry continues to change. It continues to really be turned back over to the performers, but there's still a lot of, there's still ways to go. You still hear stories of, you know, people taking liberties on sets, you know, and, you know, some things need to, you know, some things still need to change, but by and large, it, it, it has become such it's become so much safer than it was 20 years ago and even 40 years ago um, for performers, um, especially now that's really, again, as, as much as it, it affects me to see the studio system sort of dissolving, the fact that performers are taking charge of their own production pretty much makes the safest environment possible. For them.
0: I was just reading this study and there's a lot of uh, younger people, guys in their, t- people in their 20s, who right now prefer not to go on dates to just, you know, they, they rather just like stay home, watch porn, you know, <clears throat> watch what, what turns them on. They find it to be cheaper. They find it to be, you know, it, it's, 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 it's consensual, I guess, you know, amongst themselves, you know, it's like, like we've got, we've gotten away from human contact mostly because of, you know, especially since the pandemic, Okay, and those guys right. can go to davescustommedia.com dot <laughs> com on Instagram. Um,
2: hit my link tree, um, buy some videos. I would appreciate it. Um, I, I get it, even though I don't feel as though I fall into that. Um, I love women. (laughs) I I, I do. I'm sorry. Um, I enjoy talking to them. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine a life without my wife. Uh, Amazing. So I, I couldn't, I, I personally could not imagine life without a partner, but if there are guys, if you're, if you're out there and you're doing it and you're happy, hell yeah. How about it?
1: you need too much porn desensitizes you to like an actual physical relationship
2: i've been making porn now for a decade and i still get excited to see my wife naked every time
1: so i don't don't even so short answer is
2: no i don't okay i i think i think if when you hear stories of pe- people who are like, oh, I've been desensitized to porn. No, there's an underlying problem. You've been desensitized to intimacy. And maybe porn had something to do with that, maybe it didn't. But porn is not <laughs> to blame. Porn is if anything, you're you're medicating your problem with porn.
0: I I I, I would I can never see them getting rid of porn I think there's just just too much of demand for it I don't think people you know sit and and talk about it in open forums but I definitely believe that like you know listen this industry hasn't been around and hasn't been a billion dollar industry for as long as it has because nobody watches it there's a lot <laughs> of people who watch it just don't want to talk about it or admit it it's not going to go away. And truth be told, if we as an industry had
2: our druthers, we would make all of the free porn go away. Pornhub fucked this business. Pornhub, to me, is directly responsible for all of the Christian outcry that's going on right now. Not because any of that Christian outcry is correct, but simply because Pornhub made it all free and available for anyone to access. Which even people in the industry feel is wrong. Children shouldn't be accessing pornography. Agreed. It should it, it should be accessed by people who are eighteen or over. We want to put it all behind a paywall because we want we don't want like giving our shit away. Well, we like, want you. To, we yeah. want you to
0: pay for it. Well, you know, what, David, it's like the record industry and like what Napster did to, to yeah. you know with the music. With it's exactly the music. that. It is exactly mm-hmm. that.
2: And, and now the industry is going through those pains of trying to figure out what to do in a post-porn hub world where free porn is now prevalent. And it appears that the OnlyFans model is the answer. Um, where okay, you people who are you there's all you're always gonna have that glut of old porn from the 90s that's up on Pornhub. But now if as new stuff gets created, it's all getting put behind a paywall. And I personally couldn't be happier. Um,
1: well, so so yeah, I agree that 100. Like, I don't put a lot of my and this is nowhere near on the same level, but I don't ever put a lot of material of mine on the internet, yeah. on YouTube and stuff. I see people they'll they'll work out a joke and throw it up on social media and throw it up on and videos and stuff like that and when it's not ready, it's not worked out. But my theory is, you know, why would I put it an hour special on
0: and put it on YouTube? People, but, don't, what you're seeing with a lot again? of comics putting what they're putting on is like really crowd work no i I don't see like a lot of real joke jokes well-written jokes um last thing i want to ask you david so with with everything we just talked about how do you change how do you what how do you shift in this now new market
2: um i start doing some crunches and (laughs) some push-ups um it's at this point i don't know if um, again unless i really want to get in front of the camera which I'm at at 45 I'm I'm not interested in doing um there's really no way for me to pivot in any kind of a meaningful way that's going to turn a profit so for me it's going to be If I get an idea for an adult film that really strikes my fancy, if it's something that I want to make because it's something that I feel I want to will into existence in this world, I will lay out the money. I will pay for it. I will shoot it. I'll put it out and I will watch it. And if anybody else watches it along with me, that's gravy. Um, Because I don't think it's going to get much better than that for people in my position. Um, Unless they've had an established reputation prior to this only fans movement happening um my other option that i've always been exploring is i want to make a horror movie that's really my next uh that's my next po- we
1: got to post some of your old stand-up <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah! i was i was a fucking awful stand-up don't ever i, I is any of that stuff even out there it might be on my youtube
1: we're not arguing um,
0: <laughs> David, this 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 time went by really, really quick, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, glad to do it, man. We really appreciate it. This this was very, very interesting.
2: Well, glad to do it. Um, like I said, uh, hit up my Instagram, Dave's custommedia.com. Spell out the dot com. Don't just put a dot, like spell d-o-t-c-o-m. Um, to find me on Instagram. There's a link tree. You get to my clips for sale sites, buy my Whoa.
0: movies. What we can do is we could have Adam uh, put the link up on the video. So when when you know know, guys who are listening, if you could just you know you want to check out Dave's work, you know please just all you got to do is hit a link that we'll put up, and we'll take care of that for you. Thank you so much, Sean. Any parting questions?
1: Yeah, who's your band? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: Yeah, we never really got that, did we?
1: We never do. We never do, is right.
2: Uh so I can't even think of a band to shout out that I've been listening to. You know what? I've been I've been rediscovering a band that I grew up listening to in my teen years. Let me shout them out. reports. Sur- search out Bile on Spotify.
1: Oh, Bile's great.
2: I I just growing up on Long Island, Bile more so than any other you know band that had an electronic industrial metal sound. I was super into Bile. I just played um, in
1: league today. Can you believe nice. that? shit? Nice. Yeah,
2: yeah no, it, it, it's hilarious. Um, Nathan Gray from Boy Sits Fires is a buddy of mine, um, and he was doing a solo show a couple of years ago in Brooklyn. Heather and I go to see him, and I'm looking over at the sound guy, and I'm like, I know that guy. And, I, and it's, it's Christophe from Bile. Um, and I had interviewed him in college when I was 19 at a gig. And he remembered. He, he looked at my face and we started talking. He's like, I remember that show. And I remember that interview. And I was like, oh, shit. And we ended up just bullshitting the whole night. Good dude. Nice.
0: All right, man. Jeffrey, take it home. Yeah, hey, Listen. David, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Guys, keep continuing to support us and and subscribe, and you know we'll keep bringing out really cool uh, podcasts like this. David Harris, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it.
2: Jeff, been a pleasure. Sean, I love you, Angel Tits.
0: I will I talk to you, you soon. <laughs> All right. Until next time, everybody. Take care.
1: Later.